right. Thank you, Adam. Well, today's scripture reading comes from Psalm chapter 27, verse 4. And we're going to read this in the ESV. If you guys have an ESV Bible, you can read along. There are ESV Bibles in the back. Uh, and also, if you have your own Bible or Bible app, we will also project it behind me. But if you're joining us from home, I know sometimes it's kind of hard to read the scripture, depending on the size of your screen. Uh, but again, it's Psalm 27, verse 4. And once you are ready to read the scripture, uh, if you're joining us here in person, if you're comfortable doing this online as well, if you could please stand as able for the reading of God's word. May the Lord bless the reading of God's word for us today. One thing I have asked of the Lord that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to meditate in his temple. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. You may be seated. All right. Well, friends, today's message is called The Beauty of the Lord. And I kind of came upon this topic uh, while I was reading this book uh, by John Eldridge called Get Your Life Back. And uh, it's talking about these kind of everyday practices that we can do, uh, very simple spiritual practices. And some of them um, are kind of just things from John Eldridge's own life that he found helpful In this kind of crazy world that we live in, in this world that's so fraught with anxiety and fear and so many uh, just different distractions in this world, and uh, I'll probably revisit some of the things he talks about in this book um, at a later time, probably in the fall, but there was one particular practice that I found kind of interesting that I wanted to talk about today because we've been talking about... um, you know, things that I need to be reminded of. That, that's kind of the unofficial uh, title of our, our sermons, uh, uh, that overarching series, if you want to call it that, for the summer. And this was definitely something I needed to be reminded of, is this idea of drinking in beauty. And I have to say that John Eldridge even mentions this in his book, that he's like, you probably never thought of appreciating beauty as a spiritual practice, you know? But for him, he found it to be incredibly healing. And uh, I, I think I, I see a lot of wisdom in that. And uh, friends, I, I got to tell you that, you know, maybe sometimes I, I think our spiritual disciplines or the ways we think about spiritual practices, that we don't think about them as joy. But if you think about the fruit of the Spirit and what's supposed to come out from the Spirit, right? I mean, it's the second one, right? Love, joy, love, joy. And, and you know, one of the things that John Eldridge uh, uh, mentions is that, you know, in the same way that God has created this world and he has given us what we need, and he's proliferated this world with things that we need, you know, like food and water and air, right? We need air. It's everywhere. And one of the things he mentions is that beauty is everywhere too. But one of the things for us in this day and age is that we so often take the time to appreciate it. You know, to really, as John Eldridge says, drink it in. And and I want to ask you, friends, over this past week, you know, how many times was there something that you saw that was just beautiful, that it took your breath away? It it, it was something that made you pause and made you just kind of go like, like sometimes when you see something really beautiful, it almost makes you gasp, right? You could just go, right? Like you stop breathing for a second. You're like, oh my goodness, it's so beautiful. You know, I, I don't know about you, um, but I, I think that there's so often in, in our life where, you know, some of the things we're looking at, we look at it because it grabs our attention, 
but it's not really kind of that drinking in beauty. It doesn't give us a sense of awe and amazement. It just kind of makes us numb. I, I don't know if you guys ever like scroll through like Instagram or something, or you scroll through these stories and it's just like one after another, and you're just kind of looking at it like a zombie, just like. It's not really awe, right? It's not really a sense of wonder, you know? But friends, I, I want to share that, that y- you know, th- this message is about beauty. And, you know, when you think about this, you might be tempted to think that it's only like the Grand Canyon or these beautiful things. And I did think it was kind of fitting in some of the slides to kind of put some, like, beautiful, like, you know, images in the background and things like that. Um, but I think that there's everyday beauty around us that we don't always appreciate. And friends, I, I, I do think, like, to k- kind of get to John Eldridge's point about, you know, why, like, like beauty being a spiritual practice, why would it be a spiritual practice? And I was just kind of, like, meditating upon just the idea of beauty. And, and, and I was kind of thinking about some things that beauty does. And one thing it does is that it opens our heart, right? And in many ways, I think the things in this world kind of close our heart, right? We start to get numb. We start to get, like, unfeeling about things, you know? We, we get so in our heads. You know, there's so much that's bombarding us that's just trying to, like, you know, get you to react, get you to be angry, get you to be scared, get you to, um, you know, feel offended, right? Uh, I've heard that that's, like, one of the most common things uh, in, in the Internet is that they just want to offend you because if they offend you, they'll get your attention, you know, and so we're just, all this time, man, just like people are just, like they're pinging for our attention, and, and I, I think one of the reactions that we have to a lot of this is we just get numb, right? We just, like, stop feeling, and we just want to ignore it all, and, and I think in the face of true beauty, it, it has a way of opening your heart where so much in this world is closing it, Right? When, when, when you, you see true beauty, there's something that kind of opens up within you, right? And, and I think in many ways, uh, beauty, it, it makes you grateful. It, it makes you kind of like look at things and you're just like, wow, this is so great. This is so awesome, you know? And um, uh, I, I think like beauty, it, it, it can kind of like lead you to love. I mean, think about when you see a beautiful person, <laughs> you know? And, and in many ways, you're like, oh, wow, they're beautiful. And how many steps later does it lead to love? Or, you know, something that might be like, okay, maybe not full-blown love, but like infatuation. You're, you're down that road, right? Because th- there's something about beauty that, that just, it, 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 it's supposed to open up something within you. And that's what it does. And so I think we need beauty to do that. Beauty, I think, in many ways, it can bypass the mind, right? In that way that, that like, like that way where, you know, we talked about, you kind of just get stunned. You're just, like, looking at it. And you're just like, wow, right? Like, like hopefully, I don't know for, for those of you guys who are in relationships or, you know, or, or if there's ever, like, someone that you've seen or something you've seen that's just so beautiful, it just takes your breath away. I hope in that moment you're not overthinking. I hope in that moment when you see that person, you're like, wow, they're so beautiful, right? It's not always like looks, right? I, I mean, sometimes it can be like, like, like their soul is so beautiful, right? You know? But in those moments, I hope you're not like, what makes this scene so beautiful? What is it about them? 
their face is so symmetrical. I hope you're not doing that. I hope you're not crunching the numbers. I hope you're not like, right, too cerebral, right? Because you kind of lose that moment. It, it kind of stops being beautiful when you start getting in your head, right? And we know that in so many ways, uh, our flesh, it, it, it is really kind of like it hijacks the mind and we get so in our heads all the time and we're thinking, we're thinking, or we're crunching away and that can be what makes life so exhausting and I think beauty has a way of bypassing the mind, right? And beauty keeps you in the moment, uh, 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 right? That, that whole kind of like it stops time if you let it. But in so many ways, friends, I think we're letting the moment pass us by. And I think that it is making us poorer for it. Um, this is a picture of the Grand Canyon. And uh, I, I first saw the Grand Canyon uh, when we were on a mission trip. Uh, this was back when I was a youth pastor in, in, in Maryland. And we were going to the Hopi and Navajo uh, Indian reservations. And on the way there in Arizona, we passed by the Grand Canyon. And we got there, and I noticed like, like it was like, like a, a bunch of youth group kids. We had like 25 youth group kids. And they're all, like, taking pictures, and they're laughing, and, like, all this stuff. And I was like, guys, put away your phones. We're in one of the most beautiful places on Earth. Can we just appreciate it? And just for, like, the next 10 minutes, can we just not take pictures and just, just be quiet and, and just, just look at nature and just, just drink it in, just absorb it, right? And that's what we did over the next 10 minutes. And, and I have to tell you, like, as I was staring at the Grand Canyon... I, 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 like, there's very few things for me that, like, like, kind of surpass the hype. I feel like there's so many things where it's like, it, you know, like, people tell you how great it is, and, and once you actually see it, you're like, eh, yeah, it's okay. I have to say, Grand Canyon, for me, was one of those things that absolutely just went above and beyond. I mean, I was just like, I was like, it was a spiritual moment. I was like tearing up. You know, I was like, God, how could you create something so beautiful? I don't understand. I was just in awe. I just wanted to sing praise. I just wanted to be there, right? And I've talked to other people about this moment, and, and they've said this to me. They were like, yeah, for me, it was, just, it was just all right. And I wonder, I wonder. I'm not judging you if that's you. I'm not judging this person. I just wonder, I wonder, I wonder if you were on your phone. <laughs> I just wonder, I wonder, I wonder if you were distracted. I wonder if we didn't stop and just linger for a moment. Just put all that away and just let it hit you. Let all that beauty hit you. And just in that moment, you're just in the moment. You're not thinking about what you're going to do because I think that's what happens, right? You could be in front of the most beautiful thing on earth, but something else is taking you away and you can't appreciate it. And it's not stunning you. And it's not taking your breath away because you're in the past or you're in the future. You're not in this moment. But if we let that beauty really hit us, oftentimes, I got to tell you, you're just there. You're in the moment. And that's all there is. In the scripture that we read today, this is what it says. One thing I have asked of the Lord that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to meditate in his temple. This is the one thing that I've asked, that I will seek after, that I can dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to meditate 
in his temple. It's just one verse, so I just thought I'd read it a couple times. But friends, you have to understand that, you know, for David and for a lot of the people during this time, that they had this great hope, and it was in the temple. And it was this idea that God did not have a house because God's presence was represented in the Ark of the Covenant, and they were taking it around, and it was held in a tent, right? And tents are like the, the, the dwelling places of nomads, of people who are always roaming. And that was the people of Israel. And they so wanted to give God a house, a place where his presence would be held, right? And it wasn't meant to contain God, to restrict God, but to honor God, a place where they're just truly, they're in the presence of the Lord. And so for David to build this house, and he never got to finish it, Right? That was his son, Solomon. But he longed for it. And he just longed with all of his flesh. I want to just dwell in your house all of my days. I just want to be with you, God. Right? But friends, for us, what we understand, and you know, we've talked about this before, that there's this symbolic thing that happens when Jesus dies, is that there's this curtain that separates the Holy of Holies, where the Ark of the Covenant is held, from the rest of the temple. Right? And there's different stages to the temple. You've got, uh, you know, these inner places, these holy places, and then you have, like, the court of the Gentiles where just any ordinary person, any riffraff, any sinner, just any, you know, low life could go into the court of Gentiles. But you couldn't go into the Holy of Holies. No, 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 you could not. If you went in there and you were impure, you would die because God was so holy. But what happens when Jesus dies? What happens when Jesus gives his life for this world? that curtain splits, right? And it's a symbol of the presence of God. And, and, and also we know in his spirit, just being unleashed into this world. It is meant to be with all of us. And so, friends, for us, where is the temple of the Lord? Where is the house of the Lord? Is it at church? I know sometimes we like to make these beautiful places, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with having a place that honors God. But sometimes we make the mistake of thinking that God is only in these places. Where is the house of the Lord? You know where it is? Now, in Jesus, through the Spirit of Christ, it's everywhere you go. Everywhere you go can be the house of the Lord. If you recognize that the Spirit of the Lord is there. And what does that require for us? To notice, to stop, to drink it in. Right to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord. Now, again, this is sort of a, a weird phrase because you're like, okay, David, what would you have seen if you'd gone into the temple? Would you have seen like an apparition of the Lord just appear? Like an ethereal, you guys ever see like Star Wars where they have like the force ghost, you know? And you'll see like Obi-Wan, you know, come back and, you know, like is, is that what you're going to see? Like some kind of ethereal ghost or something? Or would he just see the temple and the altar and the priests and the people? What does it mean to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord? What do you see when you come to church? Like, well, I, I see you, Pastor Steve. I see Hadam playing the guitar. I see all this stuff up here. I know sometimes we want to make our, our churches beautiful, and so it brings you to, to a place where, where you feel like like. Like, like you're, you're entering into the sacred, and there's nothing wrong with that, friends. But where do you see the beauty of the Lord? What does it mean to seek after that, to gaze upon it 
all the days of your life. Friends, I think you can see the beauty of the Lord all around you, right? And one of the things that uh, John Eldridge talks about is when you gaze upon beauty, like, let's say, like, the beauty of God's creation. I think that's one of the things where you can see it, right? There's this thing that we can do that can be very spiritual. When you see something beautiful, right, for that moment when it takes your breath away, you know, and you're just in awe, take a moment to say, God, thank you, because I know you created this, right? And in many ways, this is what John Eldridge wrote. I didn't say this, but I think in some ways this is true. He says, thank God and say, God, thank you for creating this for me. Because why did God create all this beauty, right? Why did God create us with the ability to to appreciate it? And not just appreciate it, but there are many people who will travel Thousands of miles to see something beautiful. Why? Because God put that in you, right? And he let it match up, right? He created this beautiful world, and he gave you a sense of appreciation and wonder and desire to seek that beauty. He created it for you, right? And in many ways, when we see that, you know, to say, like, God, you know, I love you. I love you. Because I see your love in this, that you created this beautiful world for me, right? And and, in many ways, friends, it it is one of the the greatest sins, I think, that uh, of humanity is that sometimes we love the creation and we appreciate the creation and we neglect the creator. But friends, I I don't know about you, but like, like, if, if you know God, I think that there are these times where you're in nature and you see something beautiful and you see a sunset or you see the way that the light hits the, the water. I see this so often when I'm walking around Gallup Park. You know, I see it on the water. I see it sometimes like, like when the water's frozen and it's just on the ice. And you just see sparkles like diamonds. And, and, and I'm just looking at that water sparkling with the light of heaven and I, I'm just like, God, you're so wonderful. You are so good. It reminds us of God's goodness. It reminds us of who God is. And maybe just for a moment, it takes you out of that mind that is just so focused on yourself, just so focused on all of your issues. And you can instead say, God, thank you. God, you are lovely. And your world is lovely. And your world is a reflection of your beauty. And so by gazing upon the beauty of the world, it can bring us in touch with the beauty of the Lord. There are other ways we see um, God's beauty, too, uh, reflected in this world as we look around this. I think you can see the beauty of God's character, you know? And, and I think there's so many things that we talk about with God, his love, his kindness, his grace, right? The, the grace, this thing that just kind of breaks the motto of the world, this quid pro quo, tit for tat, right? eye for an eye, you know, you scratch my back, I scratch your back. You know, if you do something good, you get something good. You do something bad, you get something bad, right? That's the way of the world, and grace just kind of breaks that in the most awesome way, in the most beautiful way. When you truly see an act of grace, it's beautiful. 
And, and have you ever, like, like I know I was kind of, like, bagging on uh, <laughs> Instagram stories and the way, like, we just kind of scroll through them. But you ever see, like, a story where you just see something beautiful? And, and it just kind of, like, 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 for a moment just makes you pause, you know? Like, like you see someone, you know, uh, being really kind to a child or something or to, like, an elderly person or, you know, there's some video of somebody doing something really unexpected and you weren't expecting that kind of kindness. You weren't expecting that kind of grace. And I don't know about you, but sometimes I see those videos or I see those representations and, like, it's kind of similar to my reaction to the Grand Canyon. I get a little teared up, Right? When you see true kindness, when you see true grace, when you see forgiveness, why does it make us pause? I think it's because that is a reflection of the character of God. And we see that, and we're like, that is beautiful. We gaze upon it, and it's so lovely to see, right? And friends, I, I think we, we, we should be looking for that. We should be on the lookout for seeing God's character and try to bring more of it into this world because it truly is beautiful. Uh, another thing that we see the beauty of God is through God's people. And I'm not just talking about the really symmetrical people, right? Like your face has your eyes in the right place and you have the high cheekbones and you know, you've got the right proportions. I'm not talking about just that. But I'm just talking about people. Guys, we are God's creations, God's miracles. Can you imagine just how awesome it is? Like, like, like just that life exists. I know so many scientists and whatever go to like all these different planets to find life. You know? And if they find like even something that they're like, oh, could that be a single cell organism? They're just like, oh, it's a miracle. And they haven't found it, right? But they're looking for it. They're like, just one cell. Just give us one cell. That's all we want, right? And it'll be a sign of life. and It'll be a miracle. Friends, just think about, like, the complexity of the human being and just how many cells make us up and just how wonderfully awesome and complicated we are and just the miracle that we are. I think for some people, man, I mean, we just, like, like we just get so sick of people. You know, we, we, we just think about being in places with people. We're like, we hate people. I hate people. Why are people so smelly? Why are they so rude? Why do they have to be people around? I just want to be in the middle of nowhere. But friends, I, I, there was this moment where I was going through some stuff. Um, years ago, I w- was going through these panic attacks all the time. And it was in the middle of the winter, so I couldn't go to the park because it was so just like crazy cold. That year we were having this polar vortex where like you would just be outside for two seconds and like everything would freeze, all your tears would freeze. And, you know, it was so crazy cold that I I went to the mall to spend my time with the Lord. And I was just kind of like walking around the mall, just kind of prayerfully. And as I was walking around, yeah, a lot of times when I'm walking around the mall, I'm like, why are there so many people here? Why is everyone here? Why are you in my way, right? But for that moment, I just felt God telling me, Steve, look up. I'm like, at what, God? I'm looking around at Abercrombie and Fitch, you know? I'm like, God, is this what you want me to look at? He's like, no, 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 look. Look around you. And I really felt that God was telling me to look at the people. And most of the people, by the way, if you go to the mall in the morning, most of them are old, (laughs) right? And I'm looking at these people, 
And I just felt this overwhelming sense of awe. I'm like, every single person in this building is a miracle of God. I mean, just the most complex organism ever. They are a masterpiece that God has created. And I just started to weep as I'm looking at these old people like on their walkers and they're just, you know, walking slowly. Actually, some of them walk really fast. I, I say like, I get like lapped by some of the grandmas at the mall, but and I'm just watching these people and, you know, some of them like they're, they're like, they don't really look happy to be there. Some of them are. So some people are, you know, like they're, they're in their own stuff. And even if they're scowling or they're frowning, I was like, man, this person is a miracle. And, and not only that, but we are told we are made in the image and likeness of God. Right? Now, I know it is obscured by sin. But there still is so much of God's goodness that we can still see. I mean, think about creativity that God has given us. God has given us the ability to create things. And in that, we see the heart of God. We want to create beautiful things, right? I, I know I showed this uh, uh, picture here, uh, Van Gogh, The Starry Night, one of the most beautiful paintings ever, you know? And I got to say, there's something about art. It's just so beautiful. Just kind of a, a, just a plug. I, 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 it's not a shameless plug because I'm not ashamed of this plug, but one of our members, Soyoung, is going to be the, in the Ann Arbor Art Fair. So just speaking of, of art, which is awesome, it's like International Art Fair, it is really, really awesome. So if you guys get a chance to swing by, uh, it starts this Thursday, but anyways, anyways, art, art, right? The fact that we are given this ability to create art, what is it about art? Have you ever seen a beautiful painting? And just, it takes your breath away in the same way that a sunset might. Why? Because we have been wired with the ability to create art. It's so crazy, friends, but it can be a spiritual thing. There's this song that I've always liked, um, and it's kind of like, like, I don't know if you guys know the song Alive by P.O.D. It's, it's, it's like a hard rock song, and it goes, Ah, I feel so alive for the very first time. Do you guys know that song? Some, some of you, right? And it's got like this, this like, like guitar riff in the beginning. And and like like the thing is, if you read the lyrics or listen to the lyrics, you will know that POD are Christ followers. It's they're believers. It's just so obvious, right? And and they make no, uh, uh, you know, they don't apologize for that. Their name means payable on death, right? Payable on death, right? Like that they're going to be resurrected, you know. And so I was very curious, like like how they came up with the song, right? Um, and, and so I, I read an interview with the, the lead singer, and he said that the way that they wrote the song is that they were just messing around on the guitar. And someone just started playing that guitar riff. And, and, and they were like, dude, play that again. And they just kept playing it. And, and he was like, yo, that's so beautiful. And they were just like, it's so beautiful. And then they wrote these lyrics based on a guitar riff about the beauty of God. Guys, I want to read the lyrics for you. It says, every day is a new day. I'm thankful for every breath I take. I won't take it for granted. So I learn from my mistakes. It's beyond my control. Sometimes it's best to let go, whatever happens in this lifetime. So I trust in love. You have given me peace of mind. I feel so alive for the very first time. I can't deny you. I feel so alive 
for the very first time, and I think I can fly. Sunshine upon my face, a new song for me to sing. Tell the world how I feel inside, even though it might cost me everything. Now that I know this is beyond my control, because I could never turn my back away, now that I see you, I can never look away. That's the power of art. That came from a guitar riff, right? It sounds so silly. But in that, in a way, they saw the face of God. They appreciated the beauty of the Lord. And it opened up something inside of them, right? Friends, there are these moments that I just wonder if they're passing us by. And it doesn't have to be you know, the greatest art the world has ever seen or the greatest song that has ever been sung or the greatest sunset. We make that mistake of thinking that the ordinary around us is not beautiful. And I think because of that, we miss it. We're not looking for it. Our eyes are closed. There's one time I was walking through the forest and, you know, um, this is just my habit. I just walk around and I'm not trying to think. I'm just walking and just appreciating, just drinking everything in. And as, as, as I was walking by, um, do you ever see like those little like kind of seed things? I don't know what they're called. I've heard people call them helicopters, but it's got like a little seed and then it's got like what looks like a tail. And when it kind of like spins the air, you guys know what I'm talking about? Those little spinners. Right? And so when they fall from the tree, they kind of spin like a helicopter. And this particular spinner, I, I honestly like, like I, I seriously, I, I wanted to show you guys the video, but I, I just thought it would be kind of distracting. And it's really hard to see because the spinner is so small. Um, but I, I promise you, this is a true story. It, 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 this spinner was just spinning in midair, and it just wouldn't stop. It just kept spinning. And I was like, looking at it for the longest time, I was like, is there like a spider web or something? So I went like this, and, and, and the, the spinner started to move, but it didn't fall when I, when I went like this, right? And so what I realized is that there must be some kind of like air current like two air currents coming at the same time that are making the spinner spin. And it just kept spinning in midair. And I'm just sitting there, and people are walking by on the path, and I'm just sitting there looking at the spinner, just... And I was like, what in the world? <laughs> like, this is the world's weirdest miracle, you know? But it was so beautiful. There's this other time, same park. Same park, I'm walking by, and there's this uh, great egret. I don't know if you guys have ever seen these beautiful... Um, cranes, and, and they're kind of hard to see sometimes. They, they were an endangered bird, but they've made a comeback. There's a great egret, and it was on the distant side of the pond. And I hadn't seen one in a while, so I was like really excited. And I was like on this bridge over this lake, uh, over this little pond, and I'm just looking at the great egret, and there's this couple coming down, and they're both on their phones, right? And I just got so excited about seeing the great egret. I wasn't trying to be a jerk or anything, but I was like, Great egret! And, and the, the one guy, the, 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 the lady doesn't even look up. She just keeps going. But the one guy's like, great egret. Yeah, that's awesome. And he just keeps going, right? And, and I kid you not, this is a true story. He goes down the path. They disappear. And the great egret flies right over me. And there's also another blue heron. It's a very similar-looking crane. And it also does another flyby, like, 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 like it was an F-14. Like it was like, what, what do they call those, the blue angels? It was like a blue angel flyover. Like one egret like flew like th this, and then the crane flew like the heron flew over here. And I seriously, like friends, I was weeping. I was just like, so beautiful. 
And then the next second, which I shouldn't have thought this, I should have just been in the moment, but the next second I was like, those idiots just missed it, right? If they had just taken like five seconds and been like, oh yeah, that's dope, they would have seen it too. Like, I don't know, this is my phone, my phone. What was it that they were looking at on their phone? Was it like, like some stupid video? Like, like was it just like, I don't know, like a cat video or something? Which cats can be pretty too, don't get me wrong. You know, was it an email about like urgent request? What, what would you give to really see the beauty of the Lord? Friends, maybe it just takes just a little bit of attention a little bit of intentionality to say, I need more beauty in my life, and I'm going to look for it. I, I, I don't have to be like so dissatisfied, like, oh, we're in Michigan, it's so ugly, which isn't true, by the way. Michigan is beautiful. It really is. And friends, even in these ordinary moments, I was walking my dog this morning. This is a true story. And they, there's these little spider webs in the grass, right, just everywhere. These little, they were about this big, and they're everywhere. I looked it up when I went inside. They're called grass spiders, I guess. And I don't know why, but they were just all over the lawn. I had never seen them before. I had never, never seen that. And you look at these little intricate webs over all, like just covering the lawn. And it's beautiful. I had never seen it before. I had never noticed it before. How many times have I walked my dog by the same lawn? Right? How much beauty are we missing? How much do we miss? And how much are we maybe not appreciating the beauty of the Lord all around us. Friends, there are moments, too, where we can just pause. I think that's one of the things that great beauty, great art, great music makes us do. You know, you hear that song, and you're like, wow, it's so beautiful. You look at that painting, and, you know, I got to say, if you guys go to the art fair this week, just take a moment, like, don't do that thing that all of us do. We're like, well, the art is so big, and we just look by it real quick, and we're just like, dude, it's art, man. It's art. Like, slow down, right? Like, like appreciate it. Just look at it. You don't have to analyze it. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to say anything. Just drink it in. If it's beautiful, just let it hit your soul, right? And friends, I just wonder just how many of us, we miss the beauty of the Lord all around us. I know that seems like a bummer, but the, 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 the potential there is for our souls to really come alive, for us to be filled with appreciation for God, to say, thank you, God, because you created all of this for me. And you created such beauty because you are beautiful. Can I ask the Haram to come up? I, I was going to say the, the praise team, and it came out the haram. I'm sorry. <laughs> Can I ask the haram to come up? Haram is beautiful, by the way. Guys, can we just, maybe just take a moment to close our eyes? I, I don't know how this message is hitting you. You know, if, if you're filled with this kind of regret, you're like, oh, man, I'm just like, I'm just like a machine. I just go around, and I don't see anything. Friends, just, can we just say, you know, that... God forgives us and always gives us an opportunity to appreciate new beauty. His mercies are new every morning. His beauty is new every morning. His beauty is all around us. He created this world so beautiful because it is a reflection of his beauty. And we have the love of Jesus, which is so beautiful. 
we see sometimes reflections of that. We want to be a reflection of that. And so can we just say thank you? So let, let's, let's take away the regret, right? I know last week the message was all about, you know, how we, we need repentance without regret. And so instead, let's turn our eyes to God. Can you just say thank you? God, thank you for this world. Thank you for the beauty all around us. Thank you for all the wonderful miracles that are around us, all the people, all the ways that people can create art and music where we can see the face of God, where we can see the beautiful character of God reflected in people, where we can shine that to people as well, where we can take these moments and yes, there is ugliness, there is sin. We don't want to deny that. And yet, and yet, the beauty of the Lord can shine through all of that. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for creating this beauty. Thank you for being beautiful. We love you, God. We love you, Lord. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.